We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative. I'm Jackie, and if you want to see real results and work with great humans to grow your business, then Impulse Creative is your agency, and I'm your contact. Reach out to me through our website, impulsecreative.com today, and let's chart your course for growth. From a website that will get results to helping implement a marketing strategy, we're here to help your business grow. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan. And I'm Remington. And today we're talking about uh, CMS, Content Management System, and how it helps grow. Uh, Remington, we, we get pretty deep and, and pretty, nerd pretty nerdy, but not too nerdy, <laughs> on, uh, on the HubSpot CMS Hub. What was your... Uh, your favorite part about the show you want people to walk away from my favorite part is that i just had these conversations in a couple different uh avenues today about like security and the and hubspot versus wordpress hubspot cms versus wordpress and that kind of stuff um so it's fun to have those online dialogues and then be able to riff on it without people arguing with me <laughs> but um but i i welcome the argument if you if you have a um if you have a position i'd love to talk it out that's funny. Get on your soapbox and just go. You don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. I love the conversation too about uh, the hub, hub LMS.io and mm. how people are using that and, and how you, dude, you got fired up, man. You're so excited to see what comes out of this template and this, uh, this, this just a packet of amazingness. So, yeah. um, so that was fun. And then just the education part of it, man. Thank you for, for doing that. So sure. yeah, good episode. And if, uh, listen, if you want to listen on the, listen on the go, we have audio only on your podcast player of choice. And if you want to watch the show, go to wayfindinggrowth.com and see all this season, last season, the first season, uh, all of that. And be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode in your inbox. All right, Remington, here it is. Season three, episode 10. Let's set that course for growth. Woo! So welcome to episode 10 of season three. Remington, uh, how are you, man? Doing great. Doing great. Happy and healthy. Happy yeah. and healthy. That's, that's the big thing. So as we're recording this, not too far from the release, we like to do this with our, our internal ones. Um, we're obviously in the middle of this, this quarantine thing. We're not covering that, but like things are weird. So I'm glad to hear that you're all right. Yeah. Um, yeah it's um, funny. My byline in my emails is, uh, hope you're happy and healthy. There you like, go. Like it used to be thanks. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like, that's my little like disclaimer of like, I care about you. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't want to obsess over this because you know, no. the media in general does, but like, like we're all yeah. here. We're good. We're, we're going forward. Yeah. Um, and, and amid all of that, there's a, a new thing from HubSpot that they kind of quietly let, let out there, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it got us talking behind the scenes about CMS and what that means for growth. So that's what we're diving into today. So I'm excited for this. Um, let's, let's, let's first talk a little bit about um, HubSpot uh, CMS hub is what they're calling it. Um, mm -hmm. Let's chart the course. How did we get here with a CMS hub? from HubSpot. What does that mean? Yeah. So HubSpot's had a couple variations or a um, couple pieces that have grown in regards to the CMS. So CMS, for those of you that may not know, is a content management system, not to be confused with a CRM, which when coupled together become a really powerful thing. A CRM is a contact um, relationship management system yeah. or customer 
relationship management, depending on which way you want to go. So a CMS, um, you know, there's a lot of popular ones out there like WordPress and Squarespace and Wix even. Um, don't recommend Wix, but, um, but like, you know, so there's, there's a lot out there and then there's enterprise solutions that companies have, whether they're just fully coded or whether there's, um, you know, whether they're um, just some more enterprise level um, solutions, maybe it's connected to other platforms that are being used. Um, what is amazing about HubSpot and what HubSpot's done really well from the beginning is they've been focusing on the customer and the user experience and, and how easy it is to edit and update. And if you followed inbound marketing at all over the past few years, it's really been a, um, this journey of like your website has to be a live being not a stationary brochure. So it went, um, I remember back in the HubSpot one plus one equals, um, three, mm -hmm. uh, stage that was a while back when it's like first started when they graduated out of um graduated out of the cambridge template i remember um mm -hmm. and then now you know they went into they called it sites and it matured into um sites you know like sites professional and then cms um and now or sorry cos then the cms and now we have the cms hub because it's actually built into a tool that could be standalone where historically it's been more of a bolt-on uh, feature. So I'm excited because it can be a standalone thing now. It has been for about a year, but now it's like getting some of its own official hubness from HubSpot, if you will. But, um, but that's, a big, that's a big change that, um, that people would have seen. So CMS, you said content management system. So that includes, yep. let's make sure I want to clarify too yep. for all of us, it includes you know, website pages, landing pages, uh, it includes everything that a website is built on. It includes blog tool as well. Is that different? Yep. Um, it, it can be different in HubSpot's case. Like you could have the HubSpot blog without the CMS if you're using their marketing tools. Um, it also has some stuff that overlaps in the other tools. So it has uh, forms. Um, it has the options for list segmentation. Um, it has options for like automatic mobile optimization. They have a really cool new feature, which we're going to be pre creating a whole bunch of content around about the new drag and drop interface, which is ultra flexible and really easy to use for um, the user. There's really like once the template's built, um, it's really no code required, which can be a horrifying thing for a web development agency, but then also a great opportunity. Um, they have like calls to action and landing pages. And, you know, the big thing that I lean on for, um, for HubSpot CMS is smart content and being able to make things more contextually accurate. So all of that is included in either of the CMS hubs now, CMS professional or CMS enterprise. And we can riff on more about the difference between those a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. Um, so so I, I want to go back to one thing real quick. You, you yeah, yeah. breezed by in the, the journey of it. You said COS. Yeah. We're talking about CMS. Now, I love this little like weird place that HubSpot was for a while. Yeah. COS was content optimization system. Yep. And like, I love the fact that, that HubSpot, whether they invented the term or they just took it over, inbound, inbound marketing uh -huh. is theirs. Like they did it. They went with it. When you think inbound, you think HubSpot, period. Yeah. And I thought back in, what was it, 2012 or whatever it was, when it was like, here, here's the COS. I thought, okay, here's their new term. This is going to take off. Man, crickets. <laughs> I feel like yeah. 
like this, you're not going to change what a CMS means. So whether you're optimizing or not, like, so that right. was that thing. So that was fun. What's your, what do you remember from that time? I think, so I think it was needed though. Um, so there's one thing that you can run into and it's a CMS. It's, it is a CMS. They were looking at it as a content optimization platform because it allowed for you to get smart, work smarter, not harder. Um, and you know, the big, like the big premise is connecting it to your CRM, which means that you can, um, make a more efficient experience and it truly is optimized where it was an uphill battle is it's a new term. So you have to define it and you know what people are like, Oh, so it's basically just a CMS and it's like, no, but it's a CMS that's extra. You know, like I think that there's a little bit of back and forth there. I'd love to get in the heads of some people that, you know, came up and actually named it, but HubSpot kind of succumbed to that because they also like, and, and it was a smart business decision. And I think it, it really shows like embracing the pivot. They, they embraced the pivot. They went with CMS because it is a CMS. Um, and now they can lean in on the features of what it means to really be optimized, right? It's a fully optimized CMS or however, however we want the tagline to be for it. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting journey. And that was when um, the new version of the design manager came out where they leaned heavy into making things drag and drop in the, from a developer standpoint in like using their, their um, modules and you had the ability to create some custom code. And so we've, we've been on that workflow for a really long time in this new version is more technically complicated for building out templates, but then it leads to more flexible marketer um, interactions. So like, I look forward to that because while it's more work on the dev team here, it's going to be less work on the marketing team, um, you know, who doesn't deal with HTML and code and CSS all day long. So it'll yeah. be, it'll be fun to see the transition and it'll be interesting uh, watching HubSpot as they talk about how this new CMS hub is differentiated from the CMS add-on that you used to be able to have. Yeah. Um, so another thing that you just mentioned a minute ago was, uh, over again. Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to, I want to unpack, you know, it's funny. I, I, we, we use the term unpack quite a bit. Total side trip here. I listened to a podcast <laughs> called the way I heard it from Mike Rowe. Love the way he tells stories and he uh -huh. doesn't oh, unpack. Such a great storyteller. He's amazing. He's like our generation's, uh, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Words. Harvey, right? Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Anyway, uh -huh. um, so Mike said, I'm, I'm going to unpack. He goes, no, I'm kidding. I hate that term. <laughs> I just kind of laughed. I'm like, we use that in any we case. all the time. <laughs> and I like it. Anyway, I want to unpack real quick. You said that um, the, the CMS hub and just drag and drop gives us the opportunity to create without code. Yeah. How scary that is. So I want to I unpack mm -hmm. why is it scary? Sure. And how can we make it not so scary? So this is an area where I think HubSpot has to do some work, especially in the enterprise space. Um, the scariness of it is because it's so easy, right? So like I, I talk to a lot of people that deal with Salesforce all day long, or they're dealing with WordPress and they, they are kind of like held down to the ground with the amount of uh, pain it will be to talk to a developer. No offense to my developer friends. I am one. I can say this, right? True. A marketer just typically doesn't speak the same language as a developer. And so if you needed a website built or website page built like olden days, it was 
weeks. It was like, let's figure out when we fit into the six week sprint and uh, God forbid you have any changes <laughs> to, to it once you see it. And then, you know, hey, can I get this page with these colors? Then we move into the CMS era where now a developer can tee it up for you and you have this like box that you can fit in. Um, and that's been working really well. I mean, that's just like the normal way of doing it. Um, the good thing about that box is it has certain brand integrity. Like it has to get approved. We, we draw the box as a brand. We give you a page and you have option of A, B and C layout. Now the downside of it is websites are nowhere near as simple as they used to be, right? We're trying to create these engaging experiences. We want different things to show up for different people on the same page. And as you start to do that, it, it increases the complexity of the development. And at the same time, you have to make sure that things are super simple in the front end. So where, what I'm saying is basically as it comes back, what, what HubSpot and the platform has enabled us to do now, the CMS hub, is now a developer can build that box, if you will, um, the, the containers you know, overall for everything, but then also say, you can do whatever you want here. Whatever you want is a lot of things. And that's the scary part, right? Um, and I'll give a, a brief example. I gave this to uh, one of our developers and I said, check this out. And he's like, that's really cool. And he returned it back to me in 35 seconds within Slack. And the background was neon pink and the text was neon green, right? Now, that sounds like, wow, in, in 30 seconds, he changed the colors of an entire section of a website and he made the text some ridiculous color. On the flip side, it highlights a, it highlights a potential issue. It's like, you gotta have a lot of trust in your team because right now you cannot lock that down. If you have the flexibility, then everyone has to understand what the brand guidelines are and actually adhere to them, right? Mm -hmm. Where in some cases, and this is where I hope HubSpot goes with the enterprise at least features of the tools, like let us lock it down a little bit, let us maintain brand integrity, but then let's go ahead and kind of, um, you know, let people go crazy with the different pieces they want on the page. So, um, so that's the scary part is it's ultra flexible. The best part about it is it's ultra flexible. The scariest part about it is that it is ultra flexible. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it, all, and it all comes down, it sounds like a lot of it comes down to communication there again. It's, yeah. you know, it's communicate the brand style guide, make sure on the same mm -hmm. page, as you're working either with an outside agency or your own internal team, it's things like culture and understanding and agreeing on things, all these things that we've talked about in other episodes, it all plays forward, even in a, a tool to build websites. It comes back to that. So that's really cool. Um, now in this drag and drop thing, uh, the, the feel of it is very much WYSIWYG, right? Mm -hmm. What you see is what you get kind of an editor, right? Yep. There's a debate though I've seen out there that WYSIWYG, you know, templates and everything just are terrible for SEO. Like technical SEO people are like, they're terrible. Hire us to do everything. Yeah. Now we've got some SEO friends Not, again, sure. just like developers, nothing against them. Sure. Like the world changes. Are WYSIWYGs and templates really that terrible for SEO anymore? So great question. So one of the things, one of the things that um, I like about using a proprietary system like HubSpot is um, you don't have to get all these extensions 
You don't mm -hmm. have to buy this template pack. You don't have to add this plugin. You don't have to build this module. Now that sounds limiting, but it really isn't when you come to think about what you're actually trying to accomplish. And so there's WordPress specifically has a lot of things that you can put on. We have, um, we have one client that came to us and we're helping them support their site and they're using Beaver Builder as an example. Now Beaver Builder is an add-on for HubSpot. They recently just got, or sorry, an add-on for WordPress. Okay. They, um, they, the client recently just got hacked and it's because they updated their WordPress installation, but they didn't update the five different plugins necessary for, for Beaver Builder. And so they got hacked. Now on that, each one of those plugins is going to take, I'm going to get nerdy for a second, resources for each of those pages. So you have to load whatever the language is, you know, you have to load each of these assets onto this page so that it displays the information correctly. And really what it was doing is it was making WordPress, which was intended to be a blog originally, and it's come a long way. It was making WordPress become a website builder, but you needed all these extra things. And so, yes, when you start dealing with a drag and drop type editor, that, that adds a lot of complexity to the code. It adds lines of code, um, which essentially means the page in some, in some cases is going to load slower. So yes, that is typically good advice. But when you start dealing with a proprietary system like Word or with HubSpot or even uh, Squarespace to a certain extent, there is those features on the back end, but it's not all the bloat on the front end. And so what the SEOs, what the SEOs care about and what Google cares about is a quick loading time and, you know, and the right CDNs and all that jazz, super nerdy, that stuff's all addressed while you still have all the features of building on the other side. Right on. So those, those marketing managers and, and business owners and everybody can rest a little, at least yeah. when they're with upside CMS, like this is not terrible for SEO. This is actually really good because it's quicker yeah. load page and all that other stuff. Page yeah, we've got time. clients, we've got one client right now. He, um, you know, this whole thing going on and then hurricane season's about to come in Florida. He's uh, ranking five of his blogs and three of his service pages for generators right now. And he's on position zero for one. He's on three instances of the first page of Google for another. And none of these are branded terms. And he's been on HubSpot for a while. And, you know, it, it comes down to having the right content, obviously. But then also I think that, you know, knowing that it's just the right way out of the box um, can, uh, can really help. And HubSpot does a great job of optimizing as much as possible. And it's improved so much. Like if you've tried HubSpot CMS or sites or whatever in the past couple of years, just try it again. Um, it's not even, there's, it's nowhere near the same tool that it used to be. And I've been using HubSpot ways. since 2010 and it is absolutely not the same. <laughs> like, right. holy, I mean, it's because it's got to the point to me, like you, you mentioned earlier, um, Salesforce or, you know, yeah. how complicated WordPress can be. Like those are very, in my opinion, very technical. I'm a, I'm a pretty smart dude, but Salesforce seems like it was built for engineers by engineers to solve an engineer's problem. And I'm like, sure. that ain't me. Y'all, that ain't me. Sure. Um, whereas HubSpot has always felt much more user-friendly and simple, but it's getting to the point now where it's so, there's so much you can do with it. Right. When we're thinking about the whole hub, for sure. Yeah. But the nice thing is, like you said earlier, it's very much built for the customer. It feels good. It feels user experience friendly. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, definitely try it out. Uh, yeah. 
how do you think, and we may have sort of covered this, but why don't you try and see if you can distill this down. How does a CMS help a business prepare for growth? Yeah. We talk about it on the show. Great question. Um, well, I'm going to use the uh, COVID situation as a perfect example. Yeah. Um, if you have to go through seven layers of red tape and you have to make it so that the, um, you know, in order to create a new page of content or to update something on, on a site, you're, you're going to run into some issues. So if we're talking about a CMS, now suddenly there's a COVID situation. It has to be timely. Like people are being affected, customers are being affected, whatever have you. Your, you need to make sure the return on effort is as high as possible. CMS does that. So, you know, we, we had some clients that wanted pop-ups to pop up over their site. Um, and we, we could implement and just make that happen. Where on the flip side, we have, um, we have some clients that we recommend that they get that installed that didn't use us. And it took them two to three weeks to get that notice up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so not all companies are going to need to wait two weeks to make it happen. But in a lot of cases, depending on the size of the company, like that stuff's a reality. And so when we think about making it more accessible to the marketers, you know what, even five years ago, hell, six years ago, it was strictly, this was like, here's my website, here's the services we offer, and we have a blog that isn't even on the same platform. It's like on oh, blogger.com, and we're writing about ourselves. It might have been more than six years ago, but it's pretty close. Um, and then, so that was like, oh, we don't need it to touch our enterprise website. We've got our, we've got our um, blog and you could use HubSpot back in the day as well. It's like a completely separate domain for your blog. Now, now we're creating this seamless experience. that's all in one spot. And, and the marketers, like, look at how quick technology changes, like marketers and, and salespeople even need to be able to get updates to the website in a now kind of movement. And those pages can't wait two weeks. Cause think about that. Like your pipeline is two weeks out and in two weeks out is like when you're going to close a deal or when you're going to run out of pipeline, you can't run a campaign, build out a campaign and take a week to build the campaign and then wait three weeks for the actual campaign to be launched because you're waiting on a developer or, um, or a company to put that page together. Now it's minutes instead of hours and days um, to spin up a page if you've got all the content and everything. And, and it, it especially is with HubSpot because you can predefine these pages where you couldn't do that before. Um, you'd start with something blank and you'd start typing. Now it's, uh, now it's just much more accessible to the marketer. And there's still a huge place for developers because they still yeah. have to create the CSS behind the scenes that then fuels everything, but it's not changing CSS for every little thing you need to change when it comes to something new. Right. These templates make it a lot easier. So there's still definitely a lot of work for developers. Um, out there. So yeah, it's, um, it, it's, and that's kind of goes to the back of the scary part from an agency, right? First feeling is um, crap. They're not going to need me. But then the second part of this is like, how do we, how do we embrace this to make, make something that bolts on the HubSpot? Like, for instance, we're building a couple themes right now. We've got a really exciting theme that's coming out to be named. And then we have Hub LMS hublms.io that you can go to, which is an LMS theme. These things are things that historically people would pay us to build one off. And now because of these new features, we're able to just kind of say, Hey, you could buy this and we could plug it in similar to themes um, on WordPress. Works pretty much the same way. 
those types of things are a way that we can start to shift our mindset and we could build out these functionalities and then get paid to help people move forward rather than, you know, get paid just to build something out. Um, I want to say, and hope it looks good. We know it's going to look good because we've got all the people on the team, but really kind of lining up those details, if you will, um, where now it's a, there's a lot less red tape in order to make things move. Yeah. So Remington, we, we talked about how CMS helps growth. How does HubSpot CMS Hub uniquely help? And how does it differ from these others then a little bit deeper? What are some of the features that you're excited about? Yeah, so um, there's a great debate going on in one of the uh, partner groups right now. And some guy said, um, why should I pay for HubSpot CMS when I get WordPress for free? Um, that's a false statement on a couple different points. But it's a great question because a lot of it people ask that, question. right? It is a great question. So, so it's, but let's debunk that myth. It's not actually free. Right. Right. So CMS or sorry, WordPress is a open sourced software that you can download from the internet. There's hundreds of thousands of contributors for the actual, you know, for it. That system is also widely used. So if someone was going to create some, some way to hack something, they're probably going to go with the number one used. You deploy that onto a server. So that server, whether it's GoDaddy or HostGator or Bluehost, whatever, you're going to pay them a fee for hosting on an ongoing basis. It could be $5 if you're running like enterprise level um, hosting, which you should for the record, because if you aren't, you could get hacked and it's going to be a nightmare. Um, those can go up to $100, $200 a month, right? So it just depends on the, the bandwidth and the things that are being used. Then you have the plugins. So I talked about Beaver Builder as an example. Like if you want Beaver Builder and then you want, um, you know, some different templates and then you want like the theme builder, like you got four or five different um, plugins that you have to add on just for the templating engine to make it even somewhat comparison, uh, comparable to HubSpot from a, a UI page builder point of view, that you're looking at five, $600 um, at the end of the day, just for plugins. And that's before they're even installed or before you pay anybody to do it. So right now we're already at $65 a month, not including hosting, if you break that over a year. Then you have security and maintenance. And so mm -hmm. that really gets connected to payroll. So either you're gonna pay GoDaddy um, for, you know, for keeping up with your updates and it's gonna be a higher cost or you're gonna pay one of these other tools or you're gonna pay a human that's at your office to make sure that all the plugins are up to date, right? And at our agency, we're more than happy to do that for you if you have WordPress, we'll, <laughs> we'll maintain your hosting, but yep. you know, it can be around $100 a month for us to go in and be proactive and make sure everything's working correctly. That being said, after a couple of years, you're gonna to need to get a website redesign because the code is going to decay. Like when I say decay, not like it's molding, but the new features are going to come out and it's not automatically going to be pushed in. And at some point there's going to be missed, there's going to be missed uh, compatibility. So that's all like best case scenario. That's where the costs start to come from. Then you plug in, whoops, I got hacked. That can be a five minute fix, hopefully. <laughs> or it could be hundreds of hours of trying to figure out what's up. Um, and in almost every case, when it's a really bad one, it's like, let's just nuke this thing and start fresh. 
right? Yeah. Like we've run Ouch. into that a couple of times with clients. Sure. You can have backups and you can do some of that stuff, but in some cases things can get pretty bad and, um, and get pretty nasty. So, so not just to mention the time that that's down, the opportunity cost of not having your site up and active. Now you've got to pay someone and have time invested in, in redefining this website. When you look at that over three years, I'm willing to bet that HubSpot actually is going to come out cheaper. And for my agency friends, it is not going, you're not missing profits by not charging hosting costs. You're actually going to end up saving a lot of money. That cash is going in, but it's burning out just as quick when you have server maintenance and everything. So that's one of the big reasons why we recommend HubSpot CMS because it's secure. There's like 24 seven security team running on this thing. Like you don't even have to worry about it. Now we just focus on blazing a path forward, not worrying about the past. Yeah. Um, so it sounds obviously awesome. I'm a fan of it anyway, but, um, but it's not perfect. I'm sure what's maybe a shipwreck that you can either have seen or can see coming when, if it comes to HubSpot CMS or what should we look out for? So not perfect. Not perfect. I think there's a couple things. I mean, it's a, it's always being enhanced and upgraded, mm -hmm. which is actually a pro. The con is, it's always being upgraded. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can get a certain, do things a certain way and then the, the UI changes. Um, that's like probably one of the biggest cons. And then really the, it's more of misconceptions. I think like, Oh, I don't own my website. That's usually one that we get in the sales process too. Um, well, you can export all of the files and images and you can put them on your own host and it would work exactly the same way. Um, I know a lot of people that will have a website built by a developer and then they leave to another agency or another developer and then they redesign their entire website. Right. They don't actually care about what was there before. And in some cases, I know some that don't even own their website when they're said and done because of certain paperwork. So yeah. sidebar, make sure in your paperwork that you own the website 100% when you're done. So, you know, the misconceptions are is that, you know, I can't move away from HubSpot. But if you have some, how I explain it is, look, if something happens to my agency and we're gone tomorrow, which I used to say, like, if everyone just disappeared, like, that's actually not a good thing to say nowadays because COVID, <laughs> no. I mean, who knows, right? right? But but if everyone on my team disappears, you need to make sure you have access to your website. And if we're hosting it and we're managing it, which I'm happy to do, then we can do that. But you'll get 24 seven support over at HubSpot. They'll support, we can bolt on and help uh, with the website and everything. And you have all that security and everything else. Like you don't have to call me at 2 a.m. to be like, hey, my website's down because HubSpot already figured it out and it's already back up. You know, um, I think that, I think that's probably one of the big misconceptions in general. Cons. The, con, the only con would be is that like in comparison to WordPress, you have to build the plugins you can get for free, but that's like a false con because, because those free plugins are huge security vulnerability risk mm -hmm. and people shouldn't be installing those anyways. Um, you know, the themes used to be a, a thing that was a little bit of a con, like you couldn't have like global themes, but that's a new feature that just came out, which is awesome. Nice. Um, so that con has disappeared. And then like, really it just comes down to like the, the cost. I mean, the cost is $300 a month for, um, as of the time of this recording, um, for the professional version. 
And then the, uh, the cost of the enterprise is $900, um, which gets you two brand domains. Um, those, that's really the, that's the, really the only con, but I, I also think it's somewhat justified too. So, so let's, uh, I want to define something real quick. I want to yeah. like unpack this again. Yeah. Um, you talk about global themes. So for marketers yeah. that maybe don't quite get dev talk or yep. the, like, what is, what do you mean by, um, being able to change global themes? So let's, uh, let's imagine that you built, you had your website built. We just built your website today. Six months from now, you get your CEOs like, Hey guys, I think that we're going to merge with XYZ co and we're going to have to do a rebrand. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, right. Content's right. the same. Just, just the name's going to change. The colors are going to change. The typography is going to change and that stuff. Essentially like the old way is you have to hire your developer to go in and modify the, the themes, the styles, upload the global headers, the global footers and all that jazz. Now with themes you can, and your developer has to build it this way. It's not like magically there. But the, if the developer builds out and leverages themes, you could go in and be like, you know what, today, um, today our headline font is Open Sans. Now it needs to be Roboto Slab. And you just click the button, choose the size, and it's magic across the entire website. Um, that's essentially themes. Your header goes from white to bright orange. Boom, done. Logo, like it's just global changes across the board. Um, and that's like considerable technology debt if you're, if you're paying a developer to do that. And I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do. That's just the status quo for the most part. Now, um, you know, now you can make it so that that happens quicker and you could do it, you could do it within 15, 20 minutes with a brand change and your entire website looks like the new way it's supposed to if it's built right. So um, there's considerable impact by being able to make those changes on the fly that quick. And being able to make those changes so quickly, you could, you could even, you know, as, as a marketer, I think about seasonality. Mm -hmm. I think about certain months, you know, we want to pay tribute this week to X, Y, Z, like, like how Great Google question. does on their header, right? Yep. Or on their doodles. Um, you can yeah. do that much easier rather than having to pay a developer to go change your CSS in the back yeah. end. You can just do that globally. So there's a lot Absolutely. more flexibility to have some fun or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, you could have like that seasonal background that happens um, like on your homepage or really on every page, like on the sides. You could just switch out that seasonal header based on, based on season, um, you know, and it's, it would just be a one or two clicks, just like uploading an image to an email um, at this point, which again, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going back to like, you know, MySpace days of everything right. having neon colors and everything else, but anyway. <laughs> But, oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I'm really excited about it and I'm excited about the themes we're going to launch that allow for these features right out of the box. And I'm even more excited about being able to leverage this internally for our agency to be able to service our customers, uh, more cost effectively, but also yeah. quicker. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about that hub LMS you mentioned, yeah. um, hub LMS .io. Uh, yeah. what, so it's a learning management system then, huh? Learning management system. So I have been, um, we built Sprocket Talk, Lord, it's been like almost two years now um, when we kicked off Sprocket Talk. Sprocket Talk started out as just a series of videos and then turned into a podcast and then it like matured into a little bit of a community. And then we're like, hey, 
this could be a course. And then we throw it into a course and we built a version of uh, what hublms.io is uh, about a year now. And with having Sprocket Talk, we had a lot of people, like dozens and dozens, who reached out and they're like, I want this. Like, I just want Sprocket Talk for my company. Um, how did you do it? And it's like, at that point, it was very heavy. It was code, databases, like embed codes. Like, it was just, it looked beautiful on the front, the front end. Beautiful. It, it was V1 on the front end, but it, it was a little bit clunkier to manage on the back end. And so um, we had a couple more clients that were asking us about an LMS. And then when these new features came out, I was like, my goodness, <laughs> this, this could be the answer to making like this LMS or learning management system actually accessible to just about anybody in HubSpot. Mm -hmm. Now, now you don't need to worry about HubDB and permissions and this and that. It, it was something that we could really build out. So. Um, that was kind of like my own internal experimentation on like, Hey, what can this baby do um, with themes? So we were working on it all through the beta and we released on release day for the CMS. Um, and we've had almost a dozen people purchase so far. It's only been like a week and, um, and it's been great. It, I have uh, a demo course on hublms.io to show you how to build an LMS on HubSpot. Um, and what's, what's been really fun is I'm having HubSpotters, uh, people who work at HubSpot, solution arch solutions architects, salespeople, like hitting us up and going, hey, I need this for a customer. Can I see it? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. So, so it's, been, it's been really awesome. Cool. Um, one of the things that I think is interesting is, you know, inbound is matured a lot and um just the activity it's i mean it's not just marketing anymore it's sales it's, it's service and one of the areas that um that i'm excited that i got excited about and i want to say like almost by accident like we knew it was gonna be big but we didn't think it would be as big as it as it became was the conversion process for sprocket talk into like free courses and just a different way of having the content. And like, so anyone doing inbound marketing right now that has eBooks or webinars or what have you, you know, that they're distributing, you could look at an LMS as a, another way to deliver content, but also delivering content that has a very high perceived value. Now you want to match that perceived value with value but just the concept of it gives people a way it delivers content in a way that someone could actually go through and, um, and fulfill. And the best part is, is it allows you to quiz them afterwards. So imagine like having someone go through the whole sales process and they take your quiz that they understand the concept. Mm. Like there's some pretty powerful stuff there. So, so I'm really excited to see how people use this, you know, these dozen, these dozen people who have, um, have built it or have downloaded it. Now we get to see what they do with it. And I, that's the stuff that's like really getting me excited is to see what kind of stuff comes out of it. Cool. Uh, anything we didn't cover about CMS and how that affects growth for a business, man? Um, yeah. So I've also had some conversations about CMS means IT has to get involved. Just because IT is involved today does not mean IT has to be involved tomorrow. 
Now I'm talking mm -hmm. to you marketers. Now, if I'm talking to the IT people, you support a lot of crap <laughs> when it comes to Amen. the CMS tools. Like you're the ones that have to make sure it's viable. You have to make sure it's secure. All the stuff that I mentioned before, mm -hmm. you could leverage a tool like HubSpot CMS and still be in control of the experience because you understand how it works and how it can integrate into your system. But the support goes away and that's, that matters. But it also makes it so that marketing is enabled to make things happen faster. Mm. So, so when we have conversations with marketing teams and they want to like kind of claw back the conversation because the word CMS comes up, it scares me a little bit because that means companies are thinking about websites as an IT function because developers are involved. When that's not actually, that's not completely wrong. The mindset of bringing in IT for something that's more accessible is ultimately important. So if there's anyone that has any questions about the HubSpot CMS and like want to know the uh, intimate details of it, I challenge anyone to, to uh, uh, have a, a CMS off to see who knows more. Um, Cause I nerd out about this stuff pretty crazy, but I would love to talk to you and just talk about possibilities. Very good. Awesome, man. How about yeah. LMS.io um, HubSpot CMS hub, all that's out there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. get out there and grow people. Yeah, and you know, two really good examples of websites built on HubSpot, or three really good examples of websites built on uh, HubSpot CMS, impulsecreative.com, sprocketalk.com, hubspot.com, and uh, hublms.io. You should check them out because you couldn't tell the difference. And uh, in fact, they might even behave a little bit better than some of the other ones I've seen. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. Hit those up and uh, share the, the show and let's go, let's go create some awesome websites. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend, give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.